Nuclear launch detected. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to Welcome to episode 150 of Channel Massive. Yeah! We've reached our... <laughs> yeah! That was, uh, what was that presidential candidate that, uh... Oh, God, yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna record this podcast in North Dakota, and South Dakota, and North Carolina, and California! That's great. I said, watch you do that, Jason. <laughs> yeah, well, that's exactly what he looked like. He looked like he was about to have an aneurysm when he said that. Great. Or, or who's the other The other one that I like is um, the, well, the ex-football coach for uh, CU who went on that, like, the total tirade where he was like, it's Division One football! It's the Big 12 Don't attack me. Don't attack my kids. Attack me. I'm a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy too. Yeah, you could like wrap Oklahoma State's coach together. It's like perfect. Be our mascot for episode 150. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On this show tonight, you have Mark. Hello. Jason. You. Scott. What's up, guys? And I'm Noah. No one ate her to his friends. Yes, <laughs> to a few friends. No electronic to his enemies. <laughs> and, to, and to honor the missing Eric, we will not have a what we're playing segment. And for me, we will not be able to do justice to such a small segment of the show. No, there will be no what we've been playing tonight. That's right. Eric broke us of that habit, <laughs> so we're removing that segment altogether. At least for this episode. Forever. Or just this episode. What have you been playing? I've been playing video games, and you know I know. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what I've been no, playing. No, Scott. I've been playing in the dungeon. <laughs> Ooh. Interesting. Oh. For this episode, we're going to have lots of big round tables. Big round tables. Would you call it massive? Yes. Massive. I wouldn't. Tables. I'd call it... Brazilian cherry tables. Yeah, semi-huge. Wood. But pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> it's pleasing, yet bulky. Well, you know... They're not they're not R-U-O-S's, rodents of unusual size. Mm. It's not the size that matters. <laughs> it's, it's the roundness. It's, <laughs> oh, it's the thickness. The thickness? <laughs> Did you say... No, I said thickness. I said thickness. 
Mark well, we know where Mark's it. brain is. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought I thought I'm pretty sure he said dickness. <laughs> Mark is taking this episode where it shouldn't be going. <laughs> In the very first five where minutes. the sun don't shine. <laughs> well, anyway. Easy, easy. Start over. <laughs> no, it's okay. Mark, this is your special moment. Anyway, right, we, we, uh, we appreciate all of our listeners sticking with us yes. for 150 sure episodes. That intro absolute nonsense. Changed your mind. Shaved off a few more. Yeah. Mm. To, whittle it down to the purest of the pure. We're only big in Belgium and Sweden now. <laughs> Damn it. Now, those of you out there who want to send us feedback emails, send it to mail M-A-I-R-L. at channelmassive.com. We love talking with you. We're also on Twitter. We are at twitter.com slash channelmassive. We're also on Facebook. Facebook.com slash search for channelmassive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck and Godspeed. Yeah. Make us your friends. Yeah. Friend us. And I don't want to spoil any of the topics then let's move on let's go forward Yeah, I think Scott really let us down on the I show. agree. I'm glad he can't hear this. I mean, part. seriously, man. <laughs> yeah. It's well, problem. You know, I, I can't have witty banter by myself. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that intro. Well, you know what? You could, Eric, but uh, let me tell you, it takes a lot of jelly. Oh, and uh, this is, I had my mind. You know, you know what the worst part about that was? It was called the Eric. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, he's the one cross-dressing. I mean, cut me to the quick. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh. Eric's too busy cross-dressing to come and join us. Yeah, he's performing. <laughs> yeah, performing, quote, unquote. The Erica One Women Vagina Show. He's doing the vagina. Er- Eric's monologue. taking on his <laughs> personality. Erica. He's taking all those female characters he's played as now and loves and made them real. <laughs> no, no, he's he's dressed up like that hobo character in Champions Online that he played. Oh, seen that? and everything. Yeah, I think Jason's getting either getting a beer or going to the restroom, so we'll have to. <laughs> I didn't know there was a restroom else. over there. Oh yeah, if you want to pee in the middle of the floor. <laughs> I've done it before. Sometimes you're just too enthralled with the game. Um, yeah. <laughs> Why get up? Just let it go. Just let it flow. Um, okay. Shall you take us in? Okay. Take us in, Helmsman. To the future. Future. So our roundtables, some of them actually kind of have a theme. <laughs> the future. Yes. We are looking into what's going on in the present to determine the future. The future. Thank you. Thank you. That was a subtle cue. We haven't planned on that one, so <laughs> we'll practice before the next one. <laughs> in the future. Future. So a good indication of the future is how are games selling right now? Uh, um, depends. Well, actually, if hard- it's Minecraft, three thousand eight hundred units were sold in one sure. day, which was last night. Uh, anything else? Pretty much fucked up. 
Well, unless, unless, unless your unless different. your name is like Call of Duty, yeah, Black Call, Ops, or yeah, Halo Duty. Reach, or you know, a lot of those other big name titles, yeah. Red Dead Redemption, yeah. you know, all the all you know, a lot of AAA stuff is you know kind of performing up to expectations. But even then, you know, games like uh, was it Medal of Honor, mm-hmm. which was crap. Well, I wouldn't know. I mean, I I really couldn't give you any personal. Did you play that, Scott? I did. So I, played how, how is the, it? I played all the most current first-person shooters and kind of rated me. It's 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 it was rated a seventy something on GameStop. I mean, GameSpot, and that's probably what it is. It's a passable first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. But up against everything, it's going. I mean, it still sold. You know, it still sold fairly well. It didn't sell as. You know, the funny thing is, is that. It sold like a, like almost a million, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. like below their expectations. It's like fuck a million. I don't give a shit what game you're putting out there. You sell a million copies, you know? Okay, so it was a little bit below your expectations. Big fucking deal, you know? I don't care. Reviews aside, you're selling that many copies. You're getting a sequel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, the name would sell a million copies. Right. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? It's. It's just. I, I think it's kind of ridiculous. Like some of these games where they they like set this unrealistic expectation of, oh, we're going to sell like three million copies in the first week. Well, and the thing about this that that's kind of irritating is they're like, oh, well, we expected Medal of Honor to sell two million copies. Maybe it's fifty percent what its expected sales were. Right. Well, it didn't get one positive review. So yeah, that's so not necessarily true. Name Scott, and then it has no tail because it sucked. Well, let's be a little bit more honest than that. I mean, reviews were lukewarm at best. They weren't horrible reviews. They were just lukewarm. There is a difference. I mean, it's it true. It didn't, didn't receive like two. fantastic give you that. across the board reviews, but the majority of them were lukewarm. I mean, I like how that's a satur- that is a saturated genre right now. It is. What what I like is the marketing though. When 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 a franchise like that has a new one, they say from the award winning, highly acclaimed you know series mm-hmm. comes the final ones or this latest installment, and they make it sound like somehow the the marketees makes it sound like it's the highly rated thing, but they're just like relying on you know the name. And, right. I don't know. It, it's, I mean, these numbers are pretty, pretty spooky. Yeah, well, the major, you know, some of the more, um, I guess, more publicized flops, I guess, for the month was, well, let's see here, EA Sports MMA, which only sold 45,000 units. Wow. Um, Madden is down, apparently, 18% um, year over year. Uh Perhaps the biggest flop of them all this month, or not this month, but in October, was Tony Hawk Shred, which sold a whopping 3,000 units. Well, I mean, you know, Tony Hawk has been run... That that series has been run into the ground. Wait until there's a Guitar Hero game that sells 3,000 units. 3 fucking thousand. No, I think they're on their way. I mean, I'm just. Yeah, I don't. I think that's the next genre. How much money has invest in development to only sell three thousand units? Hmm. And another one. And 
well, we'll we'll kind of discuss some of this a little bit more. But DJ Hero was another epic fail in October, just like it was an epic fail when it was released. Probably what a year ago mm-hmm. when the first one was released. I don't think it did this poorly though. No, it did not do this poorly. Fifty nine thousand units sold, and, and we don't even know price. whether whether like some of those were hardware software combo sales. Yeah, we don't know exactly like the magnitude of that. So. Oh, so I, I still think I mean the MPD group isn't is only just tracking retail and the fact of the matter is yeah I mean you know video game sales is I mean well yeah it's down I mean it's okay, okay Scott down. granted that that's true but these games that we're mentioning here DJ Hero Two Tony Hawk Shred um, and EA Sports MMA were console release only. So they couldn't be digital. Downloads. So they they weren't digital downloads. So well, I mean, I'm a bloody pirate. I don't buy any console game news. So. No, no, but but you know, I'm just I'm kind of just bringing that out there. Is that digital digital distribution has you know it wouldn't factor into these numbers anyway because it's just you know not a just the console not game. a factor. Well, I think also this is a bad month because it's bookended by Halo Reach in September. And then Call of Duty Black Ops in November. Yeah, it and could be spending money and and pre Christmas, you know. But but, but, yeah, but what about games like is oh. now? So people aren't buying right now, saving up to buy for Christmas. I mean, perhaps, perhaps. But October was also a, a month where you had games like, well, let's see, Fable Three, or you could you Fallout could, New Vegas, or you could pay in advance for Cataclysm. You know, yeah, you had all the pre-orders for that. Uh, I mean, which I did. I, I spent money in October. You know, it's not like October those. was bereft of big-name releases that didn't sell fairly well. Um, there there were other games out there that people probably chose to spend their money on, and, and the, of course that is a factor. But when you're talking 3,000 sales, I, I don't care That's what detail you are. Yeah, that's just ridiculous. And and here's the thing: is that the the first what was it Tony Hawk Ride, that did not perform very well to begin with either. And so bad he may actually have to go horrible. back to riding a skateboard for a living. It got horrible reviews, and yet they decided to make another game. Well, okay. What is it with like? I mean, like MMA is a is a. Think as a cultural event, it's like growing in popularity like crazy. Now maybe it's because it didn't have the UFC brand. Well, no, Mark. But, but Mark, you just said it. Say say what you just said again. I can't. It was just a. Maybe it's because it didn't have. Oh, the UFC brand. Yeah. Yeah. Now it doesn't take a financial analyst to realize that. Analyst, we call them analysts. Yes, it doesn't take a financial (laughs) analyst. It doesn't take, you know, Michael fucking Pactor or whatever the fuck his name is. MFP. Yeah, MFP. Yeah, that that sounds like a UFC fighter acronym, doesn't it? Yeah, GSP versus. It doesn't take. (laughs) <laughs> that guy to come out and say your game is going to fucking fail because yeah. MMA is UFC yeah. in the minds of the, the like the 80%, masses. 80% of the enthusiasts were, were roped in by the UFC. Some exactly. might be into some of the more, you know, other, you know, some of the other types like pride and all that stuff, the other the other stuff that's mm-hmm. going on with MMA, 
But I think most people, when they think of MMA, UFC is synonymous with it, right? Yeah. So if anything, you, the name UFC is probably more recognizable than MMA. Yeah, exactly. So, so my question is this: Where was the one sane person on the planet who went up to EA Sports and told them, "No, let's not even bother. Don't even bother." Right. Because you you just you don't understand the 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 marketing situation here. You don't understand the current state of mixed martial arts. Yeah, it'd be like right EA now. wrestling versus WWF wrestling. Right. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make any example. sense. Right. Or it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Yes. <laughs> we agree. Same same thing with uh, DJ Hero. You know, I'm sorry. It may be a good game. Blasphemy. It might be. Blasphemer. It, it might did. Be. It got great reviews. got great reviews across the board. Cheaper prices this year. It did not sell worth shit. Yeah. It, not, it didn't sell worth shit. And there's a reason for that. There are a multitude of reasons for it. Because DJs aren't musicians, so they're not. Cool. No, it has nothing well, to do with that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, snubbery. The, with the whole, with, you know, and, and you couldn't say you didn't see this coming with all the, you know. It's another genre that's saturated. Yeah, it's me. another saturated genre, exactly, Scott. And, and so there's that. There's also the cultural differences, which, you know, you may agree or disagree, but they're there. You know, you as as a kid. Not many kids were sitting there dreaming, oh, I could be the next DJ. Two turntables in a microphone. I could be the next guy behind two turntables in a microphone. Stop shattering my dream, Jason. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. No, it no is, but, you know, so... His back with his big old head. He still had the... the <laughs> it's like the difference between that and wanting to play Guitar God. Yeah. Okay, there, there is a fundamental cultural difference between the two. And I'm not saying that it's right or wrong or, or whatever. Yes, oh, yes, just, you are. <laughs> it's just, but it's just how it is. It's how it is. And for some, you know, for the guy who was trying to pitch this idea to Activision and making them think that it was a really great idea, you know, sorry. There are just some ideas. That, yes, they, they look good on paper. The game might be fantastic. But if you're looking to make big sales... And that's all you're really looking at is the bottom line, and you're looking. You need at, to make Just Dance too. Well, whatever. Which came in at <laughs> exactly. There you go, Noah. There you go. I'd be really interested to see how Connect does in the sales charts. Well, no, it's apparently it, it's uh, already sold a million. Yeah, what according about the games? to, well, yeah, I, I, have, I have a lot of non-gamer friends that are very enthusiastic about Connect, and but I really, don't understand why. In fact, early, indi- early indications are are that Microsoft is going to be coming out on top. Yes. Year with console yeah, hardware just sales. because of the year because of the console hardware sales. Well, I mean, my friends that I talk to that aren't you know total gamers but have kids and stuff, they're all buying Xbox 360s mm-hmm. and they don't already have one. What to get a Connect? Uh, yes. And know, all these know, people have. I know two families that do not have an Xbox 360 buying it with a Connect this this holiday season, just for Connect. If they don't have it, they will make it. Walls will be knocked down. Scott, are you getting connected? Basement's carved down. No, no. No? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, I, my, I, I, no you're not, not a console gamer. Well, I'm not going to replace my th- my dead 360 just to get Kinect, so... <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a Wii. I'll stick with the Wii. I don't play it very much anyway. I'm kind of I a do. He does gamer, a very good job. So, so Mark, are, you getting, are you getting Kinect? Fuck no. I have no interest in Kinect. No? No. Noah? 
I there's nothing on there that I want to get, and even if there were, I don't have enough room in my apartment for that stupid thing. Not to mention I'm super well, I know pissed you don't, off because your your apartment's like all cluttered and messed up. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's not enough width in my living room. <laughs> I'm just, all those icons, um, all those like statues of Jason naked. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, you can't move those. I call this the Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the David, only smaller. Well, that they're <laughs> much smaller. I remember MFP saying that Microsoft had to sell the Kinect at sixty dollars or seventy dollars for it to get mass adoption. And I remember being shocked that they were like, "We're going to sell this at one hundred fifty dollars." And it turns out they would have made money still if they'd sold it at seventy six dollars because they're ripping people off because it's fifty six dollars to create. Yeah, it only takes like about sixty bucks to create that it's thing. Such so a it's awesome. Farce. Money, money, I would, money, I would say money. that their marketing is light years ahead of Sony's for the move. It is. It is. Um, actually, yeah, I've I've considered it. Um, but I don't know that I'd want to purchase it myself. I want to put it up on my wish list and say, please purchase it for me for Christmas. I will say, if I still had a, an operating 360, I would probably pick it up. Sucker. And I'm not going to buy a console just to get that. That thing needs to come down in price before it's I'm purchasable. Not. It needs to have decent games for it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to play the freaking dance game. We serve you lie. We I shouldn't you get box. your groove thing on, Mark. That's why I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the world's ready. I don't think anyone's ready. So basically, what we get from the sales, these sales numbers, is only mega huge franchises should even bother being made. Sequels. Well, tiny I mean, that's, 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 that's not necessarily. I mean, you 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 look at some of this stuff. It's like you have you have like Tony Hawk's name behind this, and you think you're gonna like score with the the skater public, or or you you. It's just, it's bad. It's well, like one bad decision after bad decision. Well, you want to hear the top ten art? We should just say what they are. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Number ten, WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2011. <laughs> Number nine, Madden MNFL 11. Still. Number eight, FIFA Soccer 11. Fucking Number seven, soccer. Just uh, Dance 2. The whole world, Mark. Yeah, the whole world cares about America. That's right. That's the whole world. America. America is the whole world. America. Number I've already six. made my stance known about third world countries, which is everyone but America. Right. I mean, hey, our Spanish, our our southern brothers have will bump U.S. sales of FIFA just by themselves. So. Really? This is true. Mexico. Oh, yeah. Big time. Number six, Halo Reach. Number five, Star Wars Force Unleashed 2. Mm. Number four, Fable 3. Number three, Medal of Honor. Number two, Fallout New Vegas. And number one, NBA 2K11. NBA 2K11. Some of way, you know. They're all sports games. A lot of sports games. I guess EA wins some and loses some. All of those are sequels. There's not a single original game in there. And you know why? Actually, NBA 2K11 isn't uh, EA. Yeah, it's not EA. Let's take two interactive. Let's take two. But well, then my point would have been valid. <laughs> games are the ones that get sold in retail the most. That it, those people are a sh- fair percentage of the market that buy just sports games and nothing else, and they always go to brick-and-mortar retail to get it. That's right. Yep. Brick-and-mortar. Because, it's because these gamers who play like a lot of those sports games... That's all they play. Yeah, that's all they play for the most part. I mean, I could probably name... 25 of my friends that may have a console, and the only thing they have is sports games. The first game I... The second game I got for my 360 was a hockey game. Do you play it? Even you, Mark. 
Not very often. Oh, now, hey. Play rock band. I I love me some NCAA now. (laughs) Yeah. I guess I I shouldn't talk. November, we'll be watching them numbers. Mark signing out. So (laughs) (laughs) So what's, you know, so what's some of the possible solutions out there? What's, what what can retail, I mean, because... Government regulation. Quit making carbon copies of the previous game. Yeah. Before we dig into ramifications, I just want to point out something amusing. Is that it seems to me that the way that games are now published so cross-platform, like PC, con, you know, all the consoles that can handle it, right? It used to always be we we'd read these these numbers from this report and we'd go, oh, it's the death of the PC console, or I mean, it's the P- death of the PC game. Mm-hmm. And now it just looks like it's the death of the gaming industry is what it looks like. Which is you know what I'm saying? It's which is probably <sighs> which is which is unfortunately what I think is going to happen. I think we are on the brink. <laughs> Of the gaming apocalypse. <laughs> I know. I, I don't mean to sound alarmist or anything like that. But I actually, I actually think as a mark, as a uh, as an industry, we're saturated with with a lot of crap. It's true. I mean, in a lot of recent, well, I mean, those just those three. I games mean, five we, years uh, ago, you can keep up with the big releases. You gotta. I mean, you gotta dedicate a lot of money just to keep up with the triple A releases. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah I mean, I think, now they're uh, spitting out three or four a month. Who has the money to buy all of those or the time to play? No them? One. And that's another part. You know, that's a that's another factor, well, Scott. Is that the prices of games are just so ridiculous now? Well, I don't know that it's so much that. So games are still being played, obviously, but Farmville now has eighty million users, players, whatever. So, are is it that gamers are playing different? That some might say shittier games. No, I, I mean I would think. Sorry, Scott. I kind of take it back to, let's what? say I can afford six games a year. Well, five years ago, there, six to seven primo games a year were all you were going to get. So you bought every one of them. Right. Well, now there's twenty. Well, I can still only afford six or seven games, so I've got to be selective in what I buy. That's true. So I, I mean, the, even the "quote unquote" triple A titles—they're getting diluted because there's just so many. Greed. Well, I'm, I'm looking at my gamer profile here. 153 hours have been dedicated to League of Legends, a free-to-play game, which wouldn't show up on this report. However, however, let's let's. Wow, I feel quite. I feel I'm under 40 bucks with League of Legends. I'm I'm impressed with my fortitude. Uh, 65 hours for Dragon Age, an actual game. Um, I've got more than that. I'm, I'm on my fourth playthrough on Dragon Age. So. It shows like 12 hours of Rock Band 2 and 3 combined and a Defense Grid the Awakening at 4 hours. That's like my top six games according to Raptor, which tracks console. and So right there, I mean, if you use me as a as a use case, like I, I'm playing a game that wouldn't even show up on here. But you well, did. You have paid for content. So you claim that the future is going to free to play. I'm just saying it's between the phenomenon that is Facebook and the Facebook games, which most of us that are consider ourselves actual gamers can't stand. 
Um, and then the free-to-play movement that we're seeing, and then just casual games like Flash games and stuff that you can play wherever. I think people are spending a lot of their time playing games, filling that time up. If they're filling that time up playing these games that are free, then I don't think you're going to see people rushing out to buy the games for the console or for the. I mean, I think I think the MPD group is actually part of the problem here. Their numbers are off because they're not they're not gauging the game industry correctly any longer. With downloadable and d- downloadable content and stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not, I mean, they don't they don't look at that at all. I mean, the, they're looking at the one piece that everybody agrees is going. No matter if the games were booming, retail is going to be a declining market in the games industry. No matter how well the industry always do, retail is going to to get less and less and less. I mean, if you can't see that, then but that's the only thing they're really rating anymore. Well, there's also used game sales; those aren't accounted either, and apparently that no. makes up over half of game stops. Revenue. That's all I buy retail. It's kind of interesting. And so that money never goes to the publishers or the developers. Right. Developers. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I had a Balmer. It's Pavlovian. Balmer. I love it. Can't stop myself. Um. So would you say, like, the used game industry might actually be killing off? It's cannibalizing, for sure. Potential sales? Yeah. Sure. Not okay. to mention I, the price I is going up. on the used game industry. And, and please don't take it away, because I love it. You Me know, too. You know what? It's good for the consumer. Yeah, but you need other people buying retail games full price for the used game market to stay around, or else there's no games to buy and use either. Yeah. Well... When, when, oh, when the decision was made to release games at sixty dollars, yeah, or seventy dollars, yeah. then 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 at that point in time, something was set in motion called consumer rights, and and I think the consumer consumer has the right to say, you know what, I'm going to fucking wait six weeks and buy that same thing for ten or twenty dollars, you know, Plus, lower price point, yeah, because I'm a smart consumer and I don't want to be reamed by this. Game that costs this much fucking money. I'll tell you what I did uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood came out. Yeah, brand new game. That's right. Triple A title, one of the biggest releases of the year. Trizipple. <laughs> there you go. I like that. I like that, man. <laughs> um, walked in with three used games that Showed I traded in. Showed a little in. leg. Showed a little leg. <laughs> Walked out of walked out of Game GameStop with Assassin's Creed Brotherhood for seventeen fifty. Sweet. There you go. Yeah. Well, I mean, so how, how do you want to? How do you want? No way I could afford eight games if they weren't used. Yeah, that's why they need to be smarter. Yeah. How do you want to do this? Do you want to sell your game at sixty dollars and? You know, and and you're you're basically you're just gonna wait until other people sell are recycling your game and sell one copy, or or like THQ is said. like THQ, and I, you've probably read this article. I did, Noah, which I'm glad you've actually done some extra you research. Sneaky little no bitch. <laughs> um, the one of the heads of THQ came out and he said, "You know what? I'm gonna sell my games for forty bucks." That's right, and 
catch everybody else on the rebound mm-hmm. as the months and months go on. And so the way they the way they're seeing it is sell our sell our games at a lower price point at say forty dollars and catch everybody catch, catch everybody's money with extra DLC. DLC, yeah. Which well, could yeah, potentially even more that. than that initial sixty dollars that they were gonna originally put you that game out. You know THQ doesn't release shit. I mean they have some I mean by that I mean I don't mean they don't release <laughs> They anything. don't release Jake Squat. They release some really good games. Some good games yeah. I mean I, I have I bought the whole THQ collector oh, pack on yeah. Steam, right? And it's good set. It's great stuff, you know? I'm not playing any of it right now, but I put a lot of hours into it. <laughs> but I think that's wise. I mean, uh, when I bought Cataclysm for digital download direct, Cataclysm. When I bought directly from Blizzard, with in fully intending to buy it with digital or to you know to get it with digital download, not not a not a actual game. It's the same exact price as if I went into Games GameStop and. I was trying not to say GameSpot. It's the same price, so it's like, why is it the same price? There's no distributor middleman. There's no retailer middleman. There's no packaging. There's nothing. It's just a freaking, it's a big zip file, right? Uh Uh-huh. Why am I paying the same price? You should get some kind of discount because all of those extra elements aren't in the price. Yeah. You know, so. I've always thought it it would be good. Business if the developer actually, or the public, whoever's putting the game on the web for it to be bought from the game site itself, reduce the cost and don't have any of that overhead because that's where they're going to get the most percentage of the revenue off of the game itself. Yeah, they don't. The that's something that's not guys from the site. Yeah, and you know that's that's perfect, Noah. It's not resellable. Yeah, it's 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 resellable proof. Yeah, I mean, it's the most perfect solution. It's a direct purchase from the from the from the make the creator to the buyer. Don't even need a publisher necessarily. A development studio could directly release this stuff. Yeah. Well, it's and, strange that there's and still it's a one to one. It's a one to one ratio. Whereas, yeah. if you talk about the way stuff comes out from you know the brick through the brick and mortar companies, it's a one to many. <laughs> it's going to go to the first guy. It's going to sell it to the second guy. To the third guy. It's I like, mean, it's arguable. That's yeah, what everybody has. Seconds galore. I mean, it's <laughs> sorry. I had. I, I gotta just shut up. No, you're, you're on a roll, man. Well, thank you. <laughs> you're thank, he's trying to get Cheyenne to come out. Thank you. <laughs> there it is. Do you know Sloppy Seconds Cheyenne? <laughs> <laughs> That's her specialty. Um, anyway, I, I just, I, I think, I think the problem we're having here is. As consumers actually stand up for themselves and figure out ways to get the product at reasonable prices, either through, you know, buying it. No, and I'm not saying that. uh, What was it, seventeen fifty? I'm not saying that that's a reasonable price for a brand new console game because it's not. I should, I should, I I should probably been forced to pay a little bit more than that. But they were running a promotion, right? You were getting more money for your trade. But yeah, it was like you know what. Why not? I'd be dumb not to take advantage yeah. of this. Well, it's like I went to I went to Starbucks the other day, right? And they fucked up my order, and I was standing there waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally, they like realized they'd screwed it up, and so they gave me this card. And they, it was for any drink I wanted. Ah, uh, yes, free. I've had that happen so to I me. So I got the card. So today I go in and I wanted a. I was like, well, if I'm gonna use this thing, 
I'm gonna give me some. <laughs> I usually get like a little, shit. like I usually get like a tall latte or something. I'm like, I want the vente eggnog, <laughs> uh, you know, latte or whatever. Right, you went, like, you went all out. With and they're it. like, well, we have this problem because we can only give you, we can only do two for ones on on this because it's our special holiday promotion. So they're like, so we have to give you two of them for free. I'm like, I don't, it's oh, well. not a problem. <laughs> I can accept that. You know, wow. so it's just like, so sometimes a consumer gets a deal. So you were hopped up on, <laughs> yeah. on eggnog that day. Yeah. Just like double fisting. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, I, is by the, by what the limit of my mind in motion is by the will of Safu, the lips acquire stay and stay and become a warning is by will of Which you normally know, do like, it I started to do the Mintat Credo, right? right? So from Dune, but yeah, it's just, you know, sometimes the consumer comes out ahead. If that is causing the destruction of the entire gaming industry, then the gaming the industry, industry needs to change. Needs to adapt because I'm pretty sure it's not a brontosaurus with a brain in its ass and a brain in its head, right? It's got to fucking figure it out. They can. They, do- hey, they are. That's why. That's why there's 80 million Farmville players. Yeah. Some people are getting it right. Okay. So, well, let's talk about Farmville. Yeah. And the like. Yes. Yes. Go on. <laughs> Richard Bartle had a brain brain stream of thoughts yeah. regarding games like Facebook. Uh, he also had a stream of thoughts regarding free to play microtransactions, and he presented a he, he had a presentation at the Browser Games Forum. 2010, uh, which was held about a week or so ago. Um, he seems to think that these Facebook games are, and you know, like these social games, I guess we we should call them, are nothing more than a trend, and they might be merely a gateway drug. Uh, to gain the uh, I don't know I, not not to gain but to teach to teach potential future gamers how to play games and you know while he says yes there's a lot of money to be made in that particular industry right now it will not last. It will not last. The Facebook game industry will not last because human beings are too smart. Those aren't real games, is what he's saying. Boy, I wish I had his faith in humanity. (laughs) Uh, There's an interesting dynamic that I think he's missing out on. Now, I will say that the browser-based games, and and I would include Facebook games in that that group, is, yeah, I, I think that is, that's where the market tends to be growing at the moment. But there's there's a wall that nobody seems to be discussing, and that's your broadband internet providers are beginning to. I mean, it's beginning to get like Europe, where caps are going to start coming sooner or later with the amount of information that you're getting. Oh yeah. Well, a browser-based game, a free realms, for example, you're you're getting a hell of a lot of download in those streams to get that browser experience. And at some point, I think there's going to be a saturation point where it becomes 
You're big into the saturation tonight. I am. I'm saturated. He's like a Mexican. Or a paper towel. Did you know? But I really do think those two those two conflicting forces are going to influence the future of games. I think so. I think one of Bartle's arguments was is that yes, while you know, stoke the fire while the iron's hot, right? <laughs> Or so to speak, or did I say that right? I don't even know. I have no idea what, what you just mean. I was so broken up. I was, like, I was trying to follow along, but I was like, I like what? Stoke the iron! Well, the fire's hot! What if we went through the asteroid field? At 1.49! It was all broken up and shit. It's kind of hard to follow, yeah. I'm like, who stoked me? I thought it was like a game pundit or something. Anyway, what I, I think one of his points was is that, yes, this is all well and good. Facebook games are, are the big thing now, and yes, you know, sure, let's make money while we can on this. But. Because of the way that these games are designed, and you can only do so many iterations on Farmville or Frontierville or whatever fucking ville is out there, human beings are able to reflect on their actions. Uh, a couple of his points here, when they realize that something that they thought was a reward is no such thing, operant conditioning fails. Human beings can learn... Therefore, they can spot when something is new, and they can also spot when something new is something old in new clothes, meaning that they can see, you know, well, this is just the same old fucking game, but it's just dressed up a little yeah. bit differently. Um, Some other points he made is that these games just don't have as much games in them, and I think I like how he described them as the equivalent of picture books, <laughs> and eventually these gamers are going to want to graduate to short They're stories and more. novels. And then the microtransaction angle is, a, is going to blow up as well, because if the microtransactions are used to give any type of gameplay advantages versus just aesthetic advantages right. or, or decorations, that gamers, non-gamers will think, this isn't fair, I'm not going to do this anymore, because the people who are willing to pay, I'm out of here. And so he thinks all this stuff is about to implode. Well, the microtransaction, I mean... The episodic content is where microtransactions will go and should stay. Just giving me pieces of content to play in small chunks is that's where the money can be made in in uh, microtransactions in the future. You get a game, reduce the early cost of the game, so you got a what a twenty nine dollar game, and then you throw a bunch of episodic microtransaction content on the back end. Then you feel you're getting the value. You're not paying 60 bucks on the front end for something you feel is not fleshed out. You're getting a reduced cost on the front end, and you're getting a long tail in the, in the microtransaction from episodic content. I think that's very true. I think if you're a big company like Blizzard, you get away with it three times with StarCraft II at $60. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, Bioware is kind of proving that with Fallout. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the DLC. Bethes- I mean. Bethesda. I mean Bethesda, that's right. Oh, yeah. Sorry. 
Sorry about that, Jimmy. We didn't mean to. We didn't mean to. Mark was right, going right along with me. Right, yeah. Well, I was paying attention to the fallout part. Yeah. But we know what you meant. Yeah. Do you really think, though, that... I mean, I think that there's a gaming... Like a gamer threshold that everyone has. And I think a lot of people are totally going to be... Some people that are into the whole social networking thing are going to be totally content with Farmville or fucking Vampire Wars. I don't think they're going to want to graduate beyond that. I don't think sure. everyone that plays rock band wants to start a cover band and, and actually learn how to sing and play an instrument. I don't, I don't think that... I think some people are perfectly content to grow their crops in peace. And I don't... Well, I don't it see is that. <laughs> there will be no peace, Mark. Yeah. The crops will burn. It is I will burn them myself yeah. to the ground. <laughs> Oh, so I would say, yeah, that that probably has some truth to it because it's not the sole reason why they're going to Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's like a poker game on Facebook, and so many people play that it's ridiculous. There's better poker games to be played, but it's different because that's poker. That's... They don't all go to Vegas though and want to play real poker. They're happy with their limitations. No, they don't. But there, there's also a threshold. It's there. a gilded cage. There's also a threshold where, yeah, and, and this is why Facebook games are shredding users. Shred. They're, they're just continually shredding users, millions of users every every month or so, is that they just, you know, they realize that, well, this is just the same old crap, or I'm tired of playing this crap already. It's just the same boring shit over and over again where there's no real reward. And so... It continues, and there's going to be, you know, right now, yes, so the big thing, but there's, like, a shred going on. Shred cycle. <laughs> yes, there is a shred cycle going on, and, and eventually there will be a threshold where, yes, there will be that percentage of people who will never go beyond, you know, the Facebook game point. I think it's a big percentage. It might be a big I percentage, which, should, is, yeah, like, which is great. I think he should talk to... He's talking about how people aren't going to want to play. They're going to see through the 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 game in in you know in other clothes, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's like the inventor of the mud, and all MMOs are is the fucking mud with better clothes on. You know, a better a better facade, a better. A, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. I mean, MMOs are fundamentally the same damn thing they were when he invented the mud. There hasn't been anything drastically innovative about the genre. And then he's saying, oh, people are going to get tired of that shit. They haven't gotten tired of that shit for, like, 30 years. Well, maybe 20 years. Sorry. Apologize for that. But you know what I'm saying. It's like... We're all about exaggeration here, Mark. Yeah. For right. 500 years, people have been playing And for 1,000 years before that... They were playing Daiku Mud, and so, you know what I'm saying, it's just, it's like, it is the same thing. People do like their repetition. They, they do find like, something they like, and they stick with it. They stick with it, and yeah, maybe That's they're... That's shattering maybe about League of Legends to me. I love that game, and I don't want anything different. It's weird, but yeah, it's like it's something that takes up a lot of my personal time. Well, but, but competitive, competitive play in and of itself, you have that element of you're not controlling the other side. So yes, the quote unquote the mechanics of the game are the same, but every game plays different. Yeah, it's it's true. Every game is its own little universe created for our entertainment, right? And there's no two alike. I'm here for your amusement. 
for my pleasure, Jason. But um, I don't know. We should probably move on, but I, I think... We can move on. Well, you know, since we're, you know, we, we brought up Mr. Bartle. And James. Bart, and his... Maker of fine wine discussion throughout the world. <laughs> and he was the inventor of the mood. Mud. Well, Pretty let's start talking about the future of a different genre. The genre that got us starting podcasting. Back in DS games. Back in 2000. Back in 1941 when we originally yes. started That's this. What, so we got yes. us all started. We got us st- we got this podcast started on this thing. The whole the whole thing. Why Channel Massive is here today? Because I was excited about the Battlestar Galactica. Uh, this is true. That it never actually. Mark, so James, Jim, and Noah were all playing Gauntlet. <laughs> we, have we have done that. Damn. You go way back, Scott. He's Scott's legit, man. But we're not we're not talking about the past. We're talking about the future MMORPGs. Oh's Are we gonna take a break or are we just gonna keep on rolling? We're gonna we're gonna Yeah, we need to take a break. Okay, we'll take a break and then we'll be right back. Yeah, we need to take a break. That was the smoothest segue. So Jason, you were talking about the future. The future. Yeah, we're still talking about the future. This time, a little bit more close to home. The future of MMOs. The reason why we started this whole thing. Yeah, we've been looking for the answer. <laughs> and we have never. Fuck, were we? A hundred and fifty episodes later, <clears throat> still, still looking. Find it. Yes. Uh, and this, Scott could probably tell us what we were really excited about back in episode one. We were we, you were saturated over the fact that <laughs> <laughs> saturated. I don't think that word means what you think it means. You were involved in a major land war in Asia. Yeah, I think so. Never <laughs> a land war in East Asia. Slightly less unknown is never getting a word of death with a Sicilian. <laughs> that was a great reference. <laughs> and if you listeners don't know what that was, we will never tell you. Yeah, and you're, you you're actually know. really not geek enough for us. So. You know, that is true. Just unsubscribe now and do us both a favor, bitches. <laughs> So, back future. in episode one, we were really excited about, uh, what was it, the Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica, Galactica MMO. MMO. And Age of Conan. The show was actually on at the time. Yeah. And what else did you say? Age of Conan. Oh, and Age of Conan. Hmm. We, we were, were totally stoked about that. I should take this opportunity to mention that I have reached max level in Age of Conan. <laughs> By doing have, absolutely I nothing. Nothing, conquer, exactly. I conquer. I beat the game. Can I unsubscribe? <laughs> I've unsubscribed officially. The funniest part is that 50 levels were achieved by doing nothing other than offline leveling. Which Quite I saw you, saw you earn many of those levels. What yeah. an enjoyable experience that Dude, must that have been. That was the best, best leveling 
experience ever. And, 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 I, and I, I can see the collector's edition. Um, I'm, I'm sitting, like, right across from it. It's collecting dust as we speak. Yeah, because I don't think I'm going back to that one. No. Right, right underneath one. that, right underneath yeah, Age under of Conan, is the collector's edition of Warhammer Online. And up on top is Star Trek Online. Which is buried behind some books and a headset. And a Maxim that Noah brought over. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the Battlestar Galactica one with Katie Sackhoff and... Uh, no, it's... No? The, uh, it's a different one? It's a far better one than that. Ooh, better than that one? Yep. Ooh. I may no. have to check that out. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, you, you shall not touch that. So what's what's this thing by Dusty Monk, Jason? Oh well, who is this? As Dusty I was monk? thinking about, MMOs why is he Dusty and, and how is he a monk? <laughs> yeah, actually, I think that's his real name, Dusty Monk. Yes. Oh, um, oh how unfortunate. Dusty Monk. Uh, he's actually a developer of games. He is the current. Uh, he's currently developing uh, an original IP, I believe. Uh, under his company, but I, I'm not sure exactly what that is. Uh, but he's a developer. He's worked on games like Halo Wars um, and a couple other titles, I believe. Comes out of hiding every once in a while, very active on Twitter. Um, I follow him. He, he always has something pretty insightful to say about the industry. And, the, and one of his passions is MMOs, even though he doesn't currently work on uh, MMO gaming. Not as far as I know, but that that was like his main passion. It's kind of what it inspired him to become a developer, I believe. And his point in in one of his most recent blog posts is is that you know your favorite game nowadays is you know kind of where the future of MMOs is probably heading. Uh, he talks about your favorite game. And your favorite game is kind of one where you log on, you, you, you jump in, you booted up your Xbox, you know, you come up to where you get to the point where, you know, it might be Halo 6, it might be Medal of Honor Part 9 or 10, Call of Duty, get your booty. Medal of Honor, the final battle. Yeah, whatever they're going to call it. And the game that he's describing, where you jump in and you 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 join a team, you know, for a brief little, you know, thirty minute encounter where you you log on to the system, you have your group, you get in, you run through a mission or two. Um, you know, you go through all this, and there's like a leveling up scheme. There's items to be bought, skills to be purchased after you run through your missions, of course. And, you know, this all happens within a span of like 30 minutes since you booted up your console and and all that. And, and a lot of the things that he describes are, you know, kind of where he thinks... MMOs are headed, or where they've they've already started to head with games like, you know, the most recent iterations of Call of Duty, Halo Reach, Got it. you know, games like that. Um, but you know, he, he brings up things like, well, you know, there's no purchase; you pay as you go. Um, where we've already started to see that happen, where 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of the free-to-play microtransaction models are already starting to seep their way into the genre. Games like Lord of the Rings Online, um, a lot of Asian MMOs have gone, have been there already. Actually, they, they've been there, done that. They've been doing it for years. Um, Champions Online is going to be, you know, one of the most recent examples uh, that will start to become a free-to-play game soon. Um, you know, you have this situation where the single-player campaign is like, you know, it's it's already prevalent in World of Warcraft where there's like a single-player element to it where that's where you level up. Yeah. And then once you get to the max level, that's when you get to the good stuff. That's when you're able to do... Yeah, with occasional grouping in between. Yes, for, exactly. For, for hard... For, like, epic quest type stuff, mm-hmm. or for some instances that If you are, desire to do it, but you don't which is entirely to. skippable You're totally now. solo if you wanted. Um, you know, so the single-player campaign is where you get all your stuff, and then that's how these games like Call of Duty are. You know, Call of Duty is totally based around, you know, you have, like, this single-player campaign, which they, you know, do all the over-the-top, over storyline, you know, I think Scott mentioned it, it's like Jerry Bruckenheimer yeah you know, esque yeah. and then, but but where the where the core gameplay happens and where all the multiplayer and, and the MMO aspects of it all come in is later, after you get done with all the single player nonsense right. well, not necessarily nonsense, I'm just saying that you know, if you if you understand that point, you know, you get through the single player part just to get to the multiplayer goodness. And some games don't have multiplayer goodness. No, nope, some of them don't. Cases, it's different. The funny thing is, is this is apparently supposed to be a description of the MMOs of the future, and it sounds like game description of current FPS. It's my big word for tonight: convergence. But it's also kind of reminiscent of a lot of MMOs out there right now, if you think about it. Except like in a broader scale, where you're. You're kind of just slogging your way through, you know, le- like levels run through whatever. With single player. Could be. I Could like Ravkopster's uh, interpretation of it. Well, I think his the one quote that kind of jumps out at me in, in his response uh, to that article was is that, so what Dusty Monk describes isn't a future where MMOs evolve, to be like console games. He's describing a future where the market has retreated away from MMOs themselves, from their intrinsic intrinsic nature, because the market couldn't crack the problem, which is exactly what I think is starting to happen. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I I would say that. I mean, I even took Ralph's uh, page even, even a more... It's almost a pining for what... MMOs used to be probably were originally intended to be, and they never were able to get there. Which is a virtual world, a virtual world sandbox. The problem was they never were able to develop compelling gameplay to, for the masses. Right. And you know, I mean, the sad thing is, I would really like a, a, virtu- a virtual world sandbox game. That had compelling gameplay for the masses. I wish that I wish that existed. Have you seen it yet? No, that's the problem. I mean, the great, the probably the best current 
virtual world would, what, probably Eve. You know, for just the world itself. The problem is, the gameplay in that game is terrible. Well, it's not fun. Right. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difficult thing to reach a balance with because one person's compelling sandbox experience is another person's hell. Right. Because they're the one being subjected to... But I mean, to, you know, one of the things why Minecraft is, is I, I think, one of its things that's grabbing people right now is it's a sandbox. Oh, sure. It's like Certainly. the sandbox. I mean, it's the most ultimate sandbox we've seen in a while. It's like a mush with, you know, 3D, but with a whole bunch more to it. It's pretty awesome, really. Certainly. Did you, I mean, did you buy it? Did you yeah, I, I have it. I, I purchased it. I, I don't play it very often just because we I have, like, a, five billion other freaking games that I we play. Make a chance I, I just can't get past the graphics yet. I just... Uh. I don't problem with the graphics. I just have a problem with I have two I'm, games I'm that hello. Are you, are, you, hello. are you the type of player that goes with admin granted blocks or are you the kind of player that minds your own shit? You know, whenever I've played, I've just played in, in my own single player world and I, I don't use any of the hacks or anything like that. I so just you get your own. You know, I just I mine I explore. I try to create my my buildings so I don't get killed by the the zombies at night. <laughs> that's cool. But that's the cool that that's one of the coolest things. That very one of the best parts about that game is the very first day. Right. Because you have to establish where you're at, what you're going to do, and you better get yourself some kind of shelter. Right. And soon. Because if you don't you don't if you don't get shelter and some kind of light source very soon, you're going to die. I should play that Rolling Stones <laughs> song when you on the for day one. And, and that's awesome because there's like this sense of urgency, but yet you know, but the, it's like the way it's presented at first. It's all like, wow, it's all this beautiful world, and then nighttime <laughs> comes, He's and then the zombies him. come, and then whatever other creatures lurk out there in the night, and you best well have a shelter built before nighttime comes, or else you're dead. That's awesome. That's awesome. And it's beautiful, and, and there's resources to be had, and there's ways, there's multiple ways to get around it, and no world is the same. No two worlds are ever right. going to be the exact right. same. Yeah. Now, they have, like, a, the capability to have worlds re-represented through a delay, so, like, they'll have a mirror world. Right. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's brilliant. I mean, the guy, freaking brilliant. I was, I was just on the site today, and I was looking at the stats, when we talk about MMOs and, you know, games, that, genres that are failing, and okay, 10,272 players currently online and 944 servers. So, you know, 10 players per server. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got uh, 1.975890, I'm sorry, 1,975,890 registered users, of which... 620,000 have bought the game. Right, and a lot of those, well, you know, there's some players who just want to play for, like, the single-player stuff, and yeah. they want to have their own little sandbox, and that's great. So 31% have bought the game of the players, but you don't have to buy it. In the last 24 hours, 13,000 people have registered, and 3,700 people have bought the game. I think that's pretty phenomenal for an indie phenomenal. game developed by one person... And he's making money on it. And his policy is you buy it once, you get every possible upgrade ever. It was 13 ever. bucks. 13 bucks. 
But if you look at the the numbers there, thirteen bucks. He's rolling in money yeah. right now. It was thirteen bucks. Oh, yeah. To 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 buy this game, and it was like he's basically oh, making yeah. pulling down thirty thirty seven thirty eight grand a day. Mm-hmm. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Um. Anyway, back to our topic. Yeah, but how does that relate to an MMO? Well, you know, there you go. I mean, do you want to be paying, you know, a box a box charge for what? Which will, you know, sixty dollars is coming for the PC, whether people like it or not. Absolutely, it's gonna. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's happening. So. So the next MMO that you buy is probably going to cost you about 60 bucks, And then you're looking at a $15 minimum monthly fee on top of that. Well, a traditional sales model MMO, which the, the only one I could see coming in the foreseeable future that's going to be successful is Star Wars. Yeah, that's it. Potentially. I mean, that's the only one that has the potential. It's not no, I think Mark. I was the one. It was that Mark. Mark said it was successful. I think it's going to succeed. Ooh, three to one, Mark. Burn! I, I think what I was saying. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like wow numbers. Time to revise my revise my uh, revise your revision. My yeah. I'm just saying it will be. It will not equal. It will never equal. World of Warcraft. No. I, I would so agree with that. I'd agree with that. I think that's what I was trying to say oh, okay. a couple podcasts ago. World of Warcraft is an anomaly, though. I mean, it really it's is. a phenomenon. So what will Wizards' next MMO be, though? Will it be free-to-play, or will it be like this description of Dusty Monks? Or I think, I think it's going to be a hybrid model. Subscription and description is here now. It's Lotro. It's DDO. It's... It's going to be champions online. It's gonna I mean, you're talking a single-player campaign with a heavily narrative. Okay, well, they've got books in Lotro. A matchmaking lobby where you can select between game types to play with other players. Okay, it has scenarios, mm-hmm. PvP element. It's got monster play. You can co-op in the scenarios against the AI. And it's got a UI screen where you can buy upgraded gear and carry. Only thing you can't do yet is buy character attributes for real money. <laughs> True enough. Yeah, everything else that's <laughs> described there is already there, and almost every current MMO could could argue that point, which I really think is Rav's point, saying that he, he's almost saying are are the M- current MMOs that are out there now are they really what was originally considered to be an MMO? And his answer, I think, is he's saying no. Well, I think that to get like mass audience appeal. They simplified MMOs significantly from the original. The original design of MMOs were like games like EverQuest mm-hmm. and, and Ultima Online and Asheron's Call. It was a big discovery process. There wasn't supposed to be a wiki that was like your total guide to the world of whatever game it was. You were supposed to have to. You were supposed to have to rely on your your guild or your you know your friends that were playing you're supposed to have to rely on exploration to figure this shit out socializing in small groups not on a massive scale and, well, and the narr- the narrative was your game experience not what the game was feeding right it's it's evolved into something very different it really has you know what and the thing is is that i've seen 
I've seen better virtual worlds created in single-player games than I have in multiplayer games. Period. Oh yeah. I'm talking. Oh, yeah. I'm talking Fallout New Vegas, Fallout Three. Those two games have more sandbox virtual world elements to them than most MMOs do today. Period. And that's because, like I said, Red Dead Redemption is another example. That's a virtual world. Well, that is a virtual world. I mean, yes, there are other things going around, but there are it. You know. In it, in itself, that is more of a virtual world well, than a lot of these MMOs are out there. And I think if you if you look back to Ultima Online, it was a virtual world, in, at least the original rollout. Mm-hmm. And the only problem was one person's sandbox was another person's hell. Like <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, and that's not palatable to a large audience. And, I, and, I, and I was on both ends of that. Yeah, and what, that's <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people. I was on both ends of that, but it was fun. It was a good time. A lot of people don't take kindly to people who don't take kindly. They don't like being owned, and you know, a lot of people don't like hearing the words "court" or seeing the words "court poor" yeah on the screen, yeah, (laughs) while lightning (laughs) comes (laughs) flying from the sky. Yeah, they don't like that. They don't like that. And so the compromise was made: Do we want only the hardcore gamers that are like you know the upper echelon, Mm -hmm. or do we want mass audience appeal? We want mass. We want to sell the game. At the end of the day, that's how we keep everybody here in our little group employed. So. Compromises were made, lines were crossed. What you ended up with was something that is watered down, something that doesn't affect anyone too negatively. You know, there's no there's there's corpse runs only for minor things now, right? It's not like, oh crap, I get back and all my loot's gone forever. It's just some minor temporary penalty that'll go away. And you, you're gently guided through the game. You can't even be attacked initially. I'm not saying these are bad things. I'm just saying this is what happens. This is why the single-player games now, with the same kind of technology behind them, are giving players a real experience where they feel like they're you know, a character central to a story. And in an MMO, you're always just going to be one of many, you know, mm-hmm. I think. You're never going to... You're not going to... You're not going to... Well, I think fundamentally the sense, the sense the of failure is what makes a game compelling. Yeah, exactly. A penalty. Uh, uh, I mean, that's, so that's, saying why, that's what that, draws like, me back to League of Legends, is that I can play my best game and I can still get my ass handed to me. Yeah. You die once and then you could have just screwed your team over if you died in the worst yeah. way. You could have, it could cause all kinds of consequences. And that's that's it for the rest of the game. For the For the rest of the little character's Limited lifespan of 30 to 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You may have just fucked them. And you may have just fucked four other people completely, mm-hmm. you know, because of one mistake. And it's like, you know, talk about... And then, and then there are other games where, I mean, literally, you just, you're just you clicking at the exact moment every time that you should be, and you're just godlike. And it's just, I mean, you run up a lane, and everybody runs away from you. And it's that. I mean, it just makes it. I'm, I don't know. I think I'm. I think I'm just pining for the old days. I think I'm missing it a little bit. Well, I mean, there is well, something you know to what? be. There is something set to said to you know being a little bit nostalgic. 
We all get that way when we talk about games that we used to play. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of leads us into our next topic. It kind of does. And, the, you know, the, the, the sick part is, is that I don't even think we really answered any of our questions. Yeah, I don't think so. That either. we had. We have no idea. Except I think we can all agree that when, when, the, whole, when the whole thing started, it's not how we thought it, This is not how we thought it was going to turn out to be. Oh, absolutely not. In the end. I never anticipated. I would have never thought that, that MMOs so relevant. Yeah, and I and I, I never would have thought that MMOs would have turned into what they what they have today. Waiting for them to go free to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, not just that. Just a desperate battle against time. <laughs> and, and, and not just even that. Just how how they're designed, how how they're constructed. Ease of use, easy buttons. Ease of use, easy buttons. And, and it's true. These these aren't virtual worlds any longer. No. Well, Jason, I think I think um, you and I both liking single player strong narrative games is because we pine for that sandbox. Perhaps why it's why I like them. I, I mean, I play I play first person shooters for the single player experience. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, to me, the MMO experience, I mean, the multiplayer shooting experience, while it can be fun if I'm playing with friends, but it doesn't it doesn't you know compel me to go play it. Right. You know, and with a game like Fallout New Vegas, um, I just finished my... I just finished it. Uh, I think it was yesterday I finished it. And uh, I explored a ton of places. And I didn't see how... I don't think I saw half of the game when it was all said and done with. There were, there were areas that I... They referenced the original, some of the original locations as much as they said they were going to. I'm sorry, what was that? Did they reference a lot of the original locations from the original Fallout, like they said they were going to? Um, yeah, there, there are quite a few references from the... For, See, to me, that would be the... That walk down memory lane mm-hmm. east there would be really, really fun. Yeah, there were. There were, there were quite a few of those here and there. Yeah, it made for an enjoyable experience, and and again, like I said, and you could play those games, games like Red Dead Redemption and Fallout Three, Fallout New Vegas. There's no one way to complete those games. There's multiple ways, multiple paths. Um, you could spend, you could spend. What I did, I spent a good chunk of time exploring initially, and then I started to go, okay. Guess I better get off my ass and actually do some <laughs> some of the missions to progress the story story forward, you know. But you know that's not how I play those games. It's taking the experience, yeah. the ambiance, the environment. Well, anyway, enough of the future. Now let's actually go in a direction unexpected, probably for our listeners. We're going to go to the past. The past. The past. Far distant past. Shall we take a break? Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> She's good. There's an interesting three-page article over in Gamasutra about how marching band 
or a marching band in particular has the prescription for what video games need today that is missing in them today. As I thought we were talking years. about the past. That's right, because games in the past <laughs> had an ingredient that this marching band called the Leland Stanford Junior University Marching Band has. Mm. Games, he, he starts out talking about how, uh, just a few years ago, everybody was talking about how games were going to be really emotional. They were going to make you cry, make you feel fear, and all these other things. And then, of course, casual games came along. and Ruined it! Ruined it! And just ruined it. Cry or just farm for shit? And so there's senses of achievement that are accomplished in games, and there's treadmills that we go through, and sometimes we get frustrated with that. But to this author, to this writer, Ernest Adams, these games don't have joy. Whereas I read, I read through this and I thought, what? I can't remember a game that elicited joy from me. Isn't that sad? Wow. Well, just sense of joy. I've had fun. Yeah, but joy, like unadulterated, just like made you shit your pants, giggle. You know what I mean? You know that feeling? Yeah, but I, I'm just trying to think of the last game that did that. I I don't know if I can think video of, games ever did that. I think games do. I think Nintendo first-party games do. Because I think Super Mario Galaxy 1 and 2 is a really great example of a game that could get you feeling that way, provided that you're willing to stop, to, to not be cynical about it. But it's... I just like beating the crap out of my six-year-old in the sword fighting game from Nintendo Sports. So. Well, there you go. See now, now, okay, but that's victory. But do you? But there is there also some element of joy out of that, where you where you're having fun with with somebody else. And well, so it depends on your definition of joy. I mean, right? He argues that fun and joy are actually two different things. Yeah, because he says that games today are more about marching, less about joy. This marching band is known for being completely atypical, plays rock music, plays really loud, doesn't really care about how they sound. It's more about them having fun. They all don't dress the same. They don't dress in the they same. They wear ugly ties. Yeah. Their mascot is a pine tree, a dancing pine tree. So they're deliberately counter culture. Much like bit. Channel Massive. Yeah. They're a counterculture marching band. There you go. I and think the definition of joy is a very personal thing, so... Yeah. I know people, they get joy out of playing Civ 3. I mean, hey, I get joy out of that shit. It's a great game. But do people Sorry. get joy out of the monotony of grinding through an MMO doing daily quests every day, do you think? Definitely. Is it joy or is it just fulfillment? That. I just think it's fulfillment. Well, I think they enjoy it. No, I mean, no, Mark, I'm talking about where you, like, giggle. Like, <laughs> I've only done this 2,000 times, but I'm going to do it for 2,000 times. No, exactly. No, but awesome. saying, that's exactly what I'm saying. I don't know. You, you get some, some pretty unrealistic responses when somebody gets that fat piece of loot, so. Yeah. <laughs> where, you, where, where a game is like, made you just giggle and laugh at something that happened or something that you did. Okay, but I get joy out of League of Legends all the time. Okay, there you go. That's a good that's a good per, uh, example. So to sum up some of the key points that Ernest says games need, it's really, when I read it, it reminds me of Nintendo's games because it seems like it's scaled towards, I don't know, kid game design, in my opinion. 
about being whimsical, having lots of great upbeat content, giving big emotional rewards, not just necessarily like, oh, you got a lot of points, you got this big treasure. You make uh, make a celebration in the game out of accomplishing milestones. And also encouraging beginners, don't make it a punishing, penalizing game, make it something that people feel challenged by when they first get in there, but they are encouraged to keep going on because it's not going to just beat them down, which is something that League of Legends, I think, does not do. Well, he, but he, he argues that his definition of joy is that very light, um, no negative consequence type experience where... You know, I mean, yeah, I may be ruining someone else's game by getting a play out of League of Legends. My point of playing League of Legends isn't to, my my sole reason isn't to make the other player ensure he has a joyous experience. If I was going to do that, I'd just run into him every time and let him kill me. I mean, that that's where it becomes, I, should we, we be worried about Gamers 2's? Let me let me give you an example of what I what I think is joy uh, in a in a video game. And actually, I recently had it with Fallout New Vegas. Uh, and this won't happen for everybody. It, it it might just happen if you're, you know, it, it's all dependent on how you play the game, obviously. But in Fallout New Vegas, you do have uh, companions that you're able to keep with you. Uh, during the game, and I had a particular companion who was a ghoul, which is a kind of, for, for all intents and purposes, let's just call him like a zombie who's been mutated by, you know, years and years of radiation, and, you know, but he, he's not like a monster. He's still, you know, he's still intelligent, witty, funny. He talks, all that. Uh, he just looks like he's covered in cheese dip. Huh? Exactly. He looks like he's been, his face has been melted ten times over. Um, so I was having this, you know, I, I was walking through New Vegas, uh, one night with this NPC and you're, you're passing one of the casinos and, you know, there's all this commotion going on about, about you. And I passed by the Gomorrah, which the Gomorrah is a, um, casino, which is mainly based on drugs and sex. And so they have... In front of the casino, they have half-naked prostitutes dancing, gyrating, trying to lure you into the casino to come play their games at their casino. And only because I was traveling with the ghoul, you know, and I'm just walking by this casino, and one of the whores goes, "Hmm, I've never done ghoul before. I wonder if I can keep the tip." <laughs> and I'm, I, it stopped me dead in my tracks. It stopped me dead in my tracks when that happened because it would have never happened if I didn't have him in my party. It would have never said that. But because oh, yeah, I, I mean, just uh, happened walking by with that particular NPC with me, that hooker said something like that, and it just it it dropped me dead. It literally just dropped me dead. And what I was doing, and I, and that was joy to me because I was just like such. It was so funny and appro. It was appropriate, actually. Yeah. And I love that kind of stuff. Stuff like having shale in your party in Dragon Age. That is joy. Squash its heads. 
That is some of the uh, some of the banter that um, oh the snarky robot in oh uh, Old Republic came he in. He is joy. Yeah, calling you meat shield. That's meat fun. Stuff. He is pure, yeah. unadulterated joy. In a but means from uh, jumping jumping in and getting a Quinta kill in in League of Legends. That is joy. Getting two back to back double kills with a healer support character is oh yeah. When you hear when you hear you know that you're godlike and people begin to run away from you, that's yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I said winning your case in court when you play. Taking <laughs> <laughs> the skills I learned in my DS lawyer games into the real <laughs> world. <laughs> yes, that is joy. Accusing them in the office. <laughs> so you want to tangle with me, new guy, huh? Well. Well, in other games, besides from Super Mario Galaxy, I also really liked Katamari Damashi. Games akin to what this story talks about that are a little simplistic, but they're just fantastic. And De Blob is another game that I really liked a lot. Yeah, De Blob is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Great music, and you feel like you're impacting the world, and you're doing it in your own way. And that's a game that's, that's, just, that's just fun to play, and you're just playing it you're not advancing it like how you can just play on a level and just do just do the you know you know what i mean yeah I, I mean, joy is, game I joy is knowing that john Marston is going to die at the end of red dead redemption <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it but you sit there and you watch the whole thing happen unfold and you feel horrible at the end of it now granted that's joy but that's but that's joy <laughs> that is joy that's, that's, but see, that's where we're starting to get in. Everybody's definition of what is joyous is different. Subjective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what? I'm curious what our listeners in their non-DS worlds, <laughs> how they find joy in their games. If at all. Or do we want to list what our old games that we're still playing? What would be considered an old game? Did you game? play an old? Well, here's a, I guess Mark wants to ask the question. Yeah, I, I was... And by old games, I mean, I don't mean necessarily stuff from the 60s, but, like, I'm playing Pong. <laughs> I want to play Pong again. Ten original Pong games. is joy. Did you say if you had a game that's over five years old, still installed on your system, that's old? I was just thinking games that are no longer, you know, current. As in, like, for instance, what have I been playing? Dragon Age? That's not super old, but... Well, I don't know that that's... Yeah, I wouldn't consider that an old game. Anything under a year yeah, of age. Yeah, let's not use that as an example. Okay. Uh, how about we go way back? Let's... I, I do have Might, Might and Magic 3. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Okay, six, there you go. On my computer. I'm, uh, I, still, I still play uh, Rome Total War. Oh, that's cool. I, Civilization 3. I, I, I have that. I think it can be Tetris. That's a game that I like to come back to. Timeless yeah, classic. New, in, in new versions, it's it's really fun. I love puzzle games. Those are ones that I always come back to. Um, just a few months back, I played through Mass Effect again. Oh, really? Just to get a character to move into Mass Effect too, but it's uh-huh. still, yeah, it's like, well, what if you play World of Warcraft still? It's it's technically getting kind of long into the tooth, two years between you know release. What does that signify? Play World of Warcraft without any of the expansions. No, yeah, I'm just so saying. Yeah, I know. You know, we're talking. That's about. hardcore. <laughs> um, 
let's. What about you, Jay? Let's. I mean, you guys are talking about games that are contemporary. Tetris is old. It is, but it's Tetris. It's a it's a puzzle game. You know, Tetris is timeless. I mean, you could pick that up. It's like yeah. I mean, I play. I play. It's like picking up a copy of the Jules. I do that all the time. Could you go back and play Ultima Four today, Mark? No, you cannot. I've tried it, and you cannot. I can't stand it. Could you go back and play the very first Zelda? And actually enjoy it today, Noah. Yeah, I even play remakes of the old Final Fantasy. I kind of doubt it. I have played Turrican, but but but, but, but is it is it not a pain in the ass? All right, even better. Let, let, let's throw throw this out there. Would you play it on the original console with the controller, original controller, and everything? Yeah, it's pretty much the same as playing the virtual console. Yeah, I, but I, I what you know now, the way the control... You know, there's there's a lot of different things going on here. I had to ask myself this question Well, that's part of the complaint that I had with Metroid Other M, is because it uses a simplified control scheme, mm-hmm. whereas I... Jason, Jason I got one for you right here. Remember when I, Google put the Pac-Man game... I played the, the shit out game? of it. Yeah. And that, I, I mean... Stop myself. That's an old game. And then I downloaded it for the Xbox. Mm-hmm. With Xbox Live. I played it tonight. But that's, that's the Championship Edition? No. I played the real... Old school. Old school Pac-Man. And it's fun. Again, yeah, yeah you know, th- those are fun. And those are... Okay, there are some yeah. games that there are, some are games best left behind. Ultima 4 is going to be my perfect example. You cannot go back and honestly say that you can play that game today. There's no way. There's no way. And actually enjoy it. And actually go, oh yeah, man... This game is so awesome. This game is so awesome. I, I so look forward to I, to uh, not having any instructions whatsoever. Not really having a map to go off of. No, no, no quest. With the, no quest with text or anything like that. It, there was like nothing. No text bases or I tried to play. No, I tried. <laughs> well, I yeah. Well, no, exactly. I mean, but it's you know you're talking about you know going back to stuff like that. I tried to play a. Uh, you know, you can get ROMs for different platforms with mm-hmm. emulators. I can't remember if it was for the Commodore. I think it was the Commodore 64. It might have been the Amiga, but I got the... Which, you know, both I owned at some time. But um, I downloaded um, Pool of Radiance, an SSI game. I remember that game. I was like, yep. man, this is going to be so cool. Curse of the Ace. No. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. I Azure can't Bond. stand Sorry, Azure Azure Bond. Bond. What the fuck? I've had too much beer tonight. What do you think about the remakes of Monkey Island? That's They're okay, but I, you know what? I think I even brought this up when I when I I did actually play through that again, and then it doesn't work. It, even even with the modernized controls, it just doesn't work anymore. No, that that whole adventure, that whole adventure gameplay genre does not. There, work. there is a game I could load. I could I could load up Freelancer right now and play it. What's that space game like? Yeah, kind of, kind of like Privateer. Privateer, it's kind of like yeah. Mule, I probably couldn't play. I cannot play Mule. I cannot play Archon. Yeah. Like, oh, I can play that game. You can play Archon. I love that game. I used to love Archon. And there's so many games like that though, where you think, man, God, man, that was you remember such, the memories. You have the memories and the, the nostalgia, but when, when you get yourself right back into it, it's like no. <laughs> Ten minutes later, you know, like, I, no. you know what I did play that I enjoyed was Speedball, which was a really old game mm-hmm. by the Bit Brothers for the Amiga. And I, it's like 
I don't know if it's on X. It must be Xbox Live. Must be where I got it. But that was fun. I, but you know, that's a, like a two-player kind of game. So sometimes those transcend the. You know, like if you could go back and play, what was that ubiquitous football game? That you know, it was on all platforms. And it Technoball? was was not that- Technoball was awesome. Was that it? Technoball? All you needed was Bo Jackson. You could win every single game, though. Yeah, he was like the he was like the I win player for every team. But you, if you had like, if there was more than one of you, you could play it. But if you're trying to play it against the computer, there's no way. So I think like multiplayer kind of transcends the. Yeah, you know, I think even like just the way the consoles were designed, and even the way the controllers were designed, are kind of prohibitive to trying to go back and play some of these games. If you were actually to play them, how they were played back in the day. Can you imagine playing Pitfall? Fuck no. There's no With way. a joystick. No. Yeah. Can't, cannot imagine playing that. Can't go I can, back to I that game. I can still remember, I can that's, still that's remember love. a day that I flipped that game's the, the high score over to zeros again. Wow. Whoa. No, I never got that good. Yeah. I was like 13. Load was what they even call the Atari the 2600. So, Runner could not go back and play that. Couldn't play Jumpman by Epic. So, Jumpman. You know, think about. Right. Think about even. You know, let's go back just. Or River rec- Raid. Oh. oh yeah. Fairly, fairly recently, with what we know now about, you know, a game like Mass Effect 2. Do I really want to go back and play Knights of the Old Republic? Not really. First one? I've, I've played through what quite about, a bit. You know, like, <laughs> Not um, really. good old games is having this massive sale on all the old Bioware stuff, like um, Baldur's Gate and Icewind Dale. No, I have no Could desire to go back to those. I kind of do because I never finished... I finished Baldur's Gate, but not Baldur's Gate 2. Oh, see, no, but see, that's like shame kicking in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, I need to do this. I need to do this for the shame good of mankind, and so that I... Like, oh, God, I had that, and I just never night. finished it. Yeah, yeah I, played, I played all the way through Mass Effect for the fifth time, if I count how many times I played through it on the my Xbox, just to get a save game so I can bring it into Mass Effect 2. Do you really want to go back and download... I, I enjoyed nights. it. Or, uh, Neverwinter Nights 2. Neverwinter Nights 2, you know, all these games from our youth that we, you know, hold in such high esteem and we put them on a pedestal and then we, you know, if you go back now and you play a lot, I'd say if you played like 99% of those games today, no. Oh, and I would agree with that. Yeah, there's a lot you wouldn't reload. But there are some that I would play. What about on MMOs? Would you go back if you could to Ashran's call? No, I, when it comes to three years, I'm a three year guy on MMOs. I can play an MMO for three years and I'll never go back. <laughs> I did. I did try to. I, I did. I, like uh, I think right, right, maybe right before we started Channel Massive, like in 2006 or seven, I tried um, Ashran's call again. Could not do it. Yeah, man. I could not. Did you go back to the original? I went to Sam the way Sir. things used to be. I and... went to Sam Sir. I went to Binar. Yeah. I have to admit, I did it. I tried to. I owned Binar for a while as an archer. Because that was a tr- that was a test of manhood. Yeah, back I did then. that, and then I was done. Like done. Like I never want to see this thing again. I mean, that was in 2006, though, mm-hmm. so, I mean... Did you ever play I mean, like, Lotro yeah. going free-to-play? Not even compelling me to go back. What? I felt, I felt, 
No, yeah, Lothar. I played it for three years on year Is it Guild Wars it? played through all the Guild Wars done. Not going back. Been there three Statue years. Statute of limitations has been reached. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was an interesting question to ask if anybody had any old games loaded up that they regularly, you know, like, you know, do you play Civilization because you have some, you know, special mode of it that you play with a friend? Well, it's probably time. arguable, like, my Rome Total War has been on three different PCs now. But now I play a lot of mods to those, too, so it's not really the original game, so I guess that does that qualify I me? Mean? Yeah, I, I think that I think it qualifies. I mean, it's an older game. It's just I love that game. I had Civ. I had, I had Civ Two loaded forever. I had Alpha Centauri loaded forever on previous gaming PCs. Yeah, see, you know what? Help that. That's another one. I mean, I you, you know I love me some Alpha Centauri. Yeah, I can't go back and play that game. I just can't. Masters of Orion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Master oh yeah. Magic. Some of the original XComs. I mean, yeah. come on. Oh, I can't say anything. I got X3 loaded on my machine now. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, the thing is, is that I just, I can't go back to some of those games. I mean, it's, you know, to me, it's like, A, yeah, I've been kind of pussified over the years, I guess, as a gamer. Because, I love that you've coined that phrase. Yeah. You know, the thing is, is that, of America. you know, there are certain things <laughs> that I that I expect now in, in a game, and, and whether, you know, there's, like, user interface advances that have been, you know, leaps and bounds, you know, have improved well, I got leaps no and one. bounds from years, I got no years of experience. I got no one into war, or, uh, StarCraft way after that was... That's least, true. I mean... It was well past. I never played an RTS. That might be a timeless classic right there. Yeah. So Starcraft so takes around. So say the Koreans. So say it's the Koreans. Yeah, the Koreans aren't games. taking too kindly to Starcraft 2, though. Oh, is really? that right? I hadn't heard that. No, they're not. Wow. In fact, there's kind of a big issue brewing with that, which we might have to get into in our next show. But, yeah, Starcraft 2 is not taking in Korea. That's interesting. Yeah. It's because they're too stuck in the past. Damn <laughs> <laughs> their pity feud with North Korea. What a, what a nice seg- segment just to finish off this episode. Right Kim Jong-il, why don't you tear down this wall? <laughs> <laughs> tear down this wall, Kim Jong-il. Mr. Oh. Ill. <laughs> tear down this wall. That's what we need to do. No, we need tear to down this wall. We need to go there on a peacekeeping mission. <laughs> You tear down this wall, King Jong Il. Oh man! And there went our Asian listener base again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know we, we just regenerated them while. too. Hey, at least you didn't say "fuck off, all foreigners." <laughs> no, it's our moment. Fuck off. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> that only happens one every hundred and forty or so episodes, I guess. Classic. Uh-huh. Well, shall we take 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 us out, Helmsman? Yeah, that's a wrap for us, listeners. This is the, the grand finale of episode 150. Tell us what da, 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 games da, da, da. that you're playing still that you just can't get rid of that are not timeless classics. Yeah. We look forward to delivering 150 more episodes to you. <laughs> With for we retire. <laughs> By then we'll have enough sponsorship money to retire. <laughs> <laughs> so 
small island somewhere in the Caribbean. <laughs> we would. Or maybe one of the, somewhere in Greece. <sighs> Thank you, Scott, very much for joining us in this episode. Oh, it's always a pleasure, guys. Scott has been with us in spirit since episode one. Spiritually. Only you recently. Is I, I, have, I have listened to every episode, and I, I think it was like episode 30 is when I started emailing in. Poor sick bastard. Yeah, yeah. I'm... We love I need, to, need to find another game. That's what it is. <laughs> there must be other podcasts, dude. I'm, I'm right at the three-year mark on Channel Massive. So. <laughs> well, it was nice talking to you, Scott. <laughs> we've had a, we're going to announce our expansion pack soon. <laughs> so that'll give us another three years. <laughs> And we hope to hear from you listeners. Send us an email to mail. M-A-I-L. <laughs> that was sinister. That was Cheyenne. Oh. Channelmassive.com. We'll call her Cheyenne. And then Twitter.com slash Channelmassive. Twitter. T-W-I-T-T-R. You can tweet us. Tweet. Tweet that thing. Tweet it hard. Jason's channeling a prostitute on Colfax Avenue in Denver, Colorado. It's always a scary thing when he does that. It's amazing how pierced he is. Tell us how they could Facebook us. No, gross. (laughs) You can like us on our Facebook. Facebook.com slash... Search for Channel Massive. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Until we have a thousand people. That Until the us. URL changes. Or you can give us a review on iTunes and tell us exactly how many more episodes you want us to record. Friend us. Friend us. Review yeah. us with five stars, but say whatever you want. Mail us to your wall. Oh, no. I mean, leave a post on our wall. <laughs> or you can comment on the website. Yeah, we like those too. Yep. Send us an audio submission. Submit to us. Uh, since, since I'm on the shows now, you're not going to get any more audio submissions. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. We took you out of our. We took you out of the the base for that. Plucked him out. Oh well. Anyway, the stars born. Tell us what you think of some of our cool topics we discussed. We'd love to know if you have some old game just chewing up hard drive space, but probably not much if it's really old. We'd love to know what the hell you you're doing with your gaming are you are you not buying anything new because it's the end of days or are you exploiting your rights as a consumer <laughs> and buying stuff from the used bin even though you're a filthy pirate according to about 90 percent of the gaming industry we would love to know was thq that said that or was it ubisoft i can't read uh, ubisoft okay sorry I just want to make sure that we <laughs> uncovered a, a, an interesting card yeah, and also tell us what you think the future of MMOs are. Are you all ready for free to play microtransactions? Yeah, get your credit card ready because you're yeah. gonna need it. Cha 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 ching. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Thank you for downloading. We'll be back soon. <laughs>